The Hive Comics and Games is an oasis of nerd fun and events in the heart of Odessa, Texas. Whether it's comic book superhero stories or role-playing in a dungeon, The Hive is where to be. Come tap your mana and face off against the top Magic the Gathering players in West Texas. Hive carries a majority of new comic titles each Wednesday and has all of your favorite titles in their back issue section. Follow them on Facebook at The Hive Comics and on Instagram at The Hive Comic Shop. Movie lovers should check out this family of film festivals. The Brightside Tavern Film Festival in Jersey City, the Hang On To Your Shorts Film Festival in Asbury Park, and the Point Lookout Film Festival on Long Island. Submission information for filmmakers, as well as details about the festivals generally, can be found at filmfreeway.com. Also, be sure to listen to the podcasts hosted by the festival's organizer, C.J. Cullen. You can find the official Hang On To Your Shorts podcast, as well as the Cullen On Film podcast, via a shared universe network. Alternate Realities has been gone for over five years, but our community lasts forever. And now, in these dark times, the AR signal lights up the night sky, and the old gang is ready to answer the call as we celebrate a year's worth of holidays together. This is The Longer Halloween. Welcome to The Longer Halloween, a My Comic Shop history tale. I am your host, Anthony Desiato. This is part seven, April Fool's Day. And joining me for this episode is fellow April birthday and my old alternate realities coworker, Tom Darby. Welcome, brother. How's it going? Good to see you. You too. That was my Desmond from Lost. I haven't done that in a long time. It's, I'm a little rusty. Hi, brother. I yes. miss him. I'm, I, I miss, um, what was his name? Like, shit. <laughs> this is oh, Henry Ian, to, Henry Ian. Henry Ian Cusick, Cusick, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Nah, he was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, he was only like decent guy, right? On on the show, everyone else had kind of like a real sketch past, but you know, but uh, but but brother was. He just wanted to see Penny again. That's right. I know. Have you revisited? loss at all in recent years no 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 definitely not definitely not um the only time i I would ever reference loss is when we chat and we (laughs) do the brother voice so i feel like that's that's enough that'll that 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 keeps me set with my lost like you know you know quota yeah that's the enduring legacy of lost is when we when we do our desmond impressions absolutely I, i think that's all we need yeah i haven't rewatched it myself either um steph has never seen it so it's one of those things where like i think she would be down to watch it and i wouldn't i wouldn't mind revisiting it from the start it's just so many episodes <laughs> and so much of it is, is some of it is not good yeah. like there, there there are chunks that are just to me unwatchable it's like wh- why am i wasting 40 minutes doing this like if you could figure out a way to like do a Sean McInerney way where you watch the best parts and you get the whole thing done. I think that would, that would make it fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta I be have out to... there. someone, someone has, someone has to have had created that. Probably. I don't know though. The completest in me. And also like this would be her first time watching it. So I don't know that I could, I could condone jumping around. I feel like we would have yeah. to watch it all. We did Sopranos from start to finish for the first time earlier in the pandemic. And it was incredible like it it lived up to the hype in a way that i didn't think it would 
just based on, uh, you know, my expectations were so high based on everything I had heard over all these years, but it, it honestly, it exceeded my expectations. It was incredible. And you had the box set for a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. I had the box set, sold the box set and we oh, watched, so you didn't watch it. Nope. I saw, I, I watched the first season on DVD, right. which I owned years ago and then I sold them. And so we watched on the HBO app and uh yeah and it was amazing so yeah so i watched something uh you know streaming that i used to own the physical media of yes <laughs> all right all right but you know Can't i bring up, i condone that but all i right. know well you know so i bring up tv because you know in the process of doing all these longer halloween episodes right and reconnecting with the ar gang it's been an opportunity for me to sort of reflect on my relationship with each of you you know before we do these episodes and you know, when I think of you, probably the first thing that comes to mind is is our shared love of television, because that was really 100% what we bonded over initially. I mean, yes, there was the comics connection, and yes, there was the alternate realities connection, and that I think, that I think facilitated it, and like it put us in the same space. But if, but it was the TV, it was the TV that really uh, made us friends. I agree. I agree. That that that's my most vivid memory of of our early not early friendship, but the early part of our friendship. Cause like you said, AR facilitated the space where we could get together. But when we started having our conversations, uh, it was definitely about TV. And, and, and you, you, you should probably remember this as well. Like our, our, our three hour conversation on the phone about the ending of prison break <laughs> and how we were like, just devastated the first ending, not, not the, not the, uh, not, not the, um, the, uh, the revival yeah. that that was that, that was devastating and and like a, as tv television connoisseurs you know um that that needed to be discussed so yeah definitely you know um tv tv definitely has kept us connected not so much these days because you know i've kind of veered away from the newer stuff but you know th th there's still the stuff that we watched collectively back then that we can certainly reflect upon. Yeah, and so that's actually one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, you know, is exactly what you just referenced, your shifting, you know, interests um, and, and kind of not being as into TV, because I think it's really interesting. And I think too that, not, not to make us sound so old, but like the, the way television is made and presented and consumed is so different than even, you know, like 10 years ago when we were talking about our favorite shows, like so much has changed. I thought that would kind of be interesting to talk about. But man, I remember that that conversation after prison break. I think we both needed a little a little therapy after that. And thankfully, the revival, I feel like the revival ending redeemed the show for us in a big way and, and felt like a much a much more satisfying note to kind of to kind of go out on. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think I told you this before, but I went to one of those like Walking Dead conventions and Sarah Wayne Callies was there. And, and I, I got to actually talk to her about it. I was like, I don't care about The Walking Dead. I want to talk about Prison Break. So I, I, got, I, got, I got my, you know, three or four minutes, as we would normally say, like, you know, because we want the people to move along. I totally understand that, too. From back in the store, the rule was you get one minute to talk to us, and then you got to go. Yeah. We got, we got things to do. So I totally understand where these celebrities, they come out to the shows, they're meeting everybody. And it's daunting for them. So like, I, I was respectful of, of their time, obviously. But I, I was like, listen, straight up, like, I don't give a shit about The Walking Dead. Let's talk about Prison Break. The only thing I want to say was, hated the original ending. 
I was so glad with the revival that you and Michael at least got a happy ending. Because I needed super therapy after the first ending. My friend Anthony and I were talking for three hours. It, it, it was horrible. But we're just thankful that you that you two were able to come together. And now we feel a little bit better. So, um, What'd she absolutely. say? So, so, so right from Sarah Wayne Callie's mouth, she like, she's like, did you like the ending? I was like, yes, I did. And she's like, good, me too. So we got confirmation from her. All right. I'm not sure she's listening to this, but, you know. <laughs> I'd be very surprised. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really, that's cool to hear. And, you know, that's one of the the big ways that TV has changed so much. And again, just for the context, I mean, like, I still remember that summer, probably summer 2007, like where you and I really started, you know, talking about TV regularly. And so, I mean, it's it's crazy to think that we're already like 14 years later, but I know. like one of the big, big shifts that we've seen is this wave of revivals. And I say revival, not a reboot, right? And I know th those terms are often used interchangeably, but you know, I consider a reboot something where, you know, you take the concept, like the concept of a past show and you new cast, new storyline. It's not necessarily set in the same continuity or universe of the original show, as opposed to a revival, something like Prison Break, where, you know, you're, you're picking up the story a few years later. But I gotta tell you, Prison Break is probably the exception for me where I was, when it was when the revival was done, I was glad they did it, and I felt like they improved on the original's ending. In almost every other case, I got done with the revival, and I was like, I wish they hadn't done this. What what has your experience been with with revivals to to whatever extent you've watched any? Okay, so like, um, for the most part, I I agree with you. Like the Veronica Mars one, from what you tell me, was <laughs> not good at all. Right, the Veronica Mars cliffhanger that we got. Was was what tolerable? You would say. I don't know that I would even say that. Okay. <laughs> to to be right, honest. So, <laughs> all right. So well, okay. So Prison Break is definitely an example of that. Um, of 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 the revival fixing the mistakes. Um, trying to think of another revival that. Well, right, I got up. I got I got one. Okay. This one's kind of tough. I, I'm very split on this. Twenty four. Because when mm. they did that, live in, live in, was it Live Another Day, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought that the season as a whole was one of their best seasons. And the fact that they only did the 12 hours, like it was so much tighter. It was great. But they ended it in such a way where it was like, I, if this is your last opportunity to tell a story with this character, why would you leave him in this place? Like you did an open-ended finale the first time around. Now you're doing this revival. You don't know if you're ever going to do more. It's like, why not put a little, a little bit of a bow on the character? So I was, I was annoyed at the end, but I did like the season overall. I, I agree. Like I, I totally forgot about that because they did so much more damage in the revival than they did during that eighth season. In my opinion, with all the deaths and with yeah. what happened to Jack at the end, they, 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 they ruined and Audrey. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you know, what the hell? So they did so much more damage in the revival than the show could have done on its own. So, yeah, definitely. That that that's a that's a great example of that. Um So, I don't know. It's like every time I think of one of these things, uh, again, Veronica Mars was a big disappointment. The Netflix Arrested Development seasons were extremely disappointing uh, okay. compared to what the show had been. You know, the 24 one, like we said, was kind of a mixed bag. Prison Break was satisfying. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are others that I'm blanking on, but I, I don't know. I've 
you know, this wasn't a full-on revival, but Tom Welling and Erica Durant's returning uh, in the I, Arrowverse. I, I, I listened to the episode, you know, with with uh, you and Drew talking about that. And you were <laughs> you're a little upset. I I I, I agree. Yeah. Well, so was it you I, and Brian? I'm not sure. I think it was you and Drew though. I think that was Drew. But so you know, so in almost every instance that I'm thinking of, you know, it's. And again, I mean, I hate to be so dramatic and say like, man, I wish they hadn't even done it at all. I mean, not that anything's been quite that bad, but at the same time, right, like you do want to protect the, you know, the, the legacy of of the original show and the integrity of the story that they told. And And I've gotten to the point now where I really feel you have to have a really compelling reason to come back and do this like you. But but here's the thing where. In almost in most of those cases, Veronica Mars and Arrested Development in particular, and twenty four, like all of those shows, either ended on an unfinished note, or didn't really end well, or they got canceled. So, like in all of those instances, it the it on paper it felt like, well, these are these are the ones to do a revival of. Uh, so, so I don't know. I guess I ultimately don't know where I land on these, other than I'm like really skeptical. I guess now moving forward. Yeah, based on what you had said just now. Um... Yeah, if the story isn't locked locked down and they have a real plan for it with a, with a legitimate ending, my opinion is don't do it. Because like you said, protecting the integrity and the legacy of what the original story did needs to be left alone. Like, there's no reason to do a Golden Girls revival. I mean, you couldn't because they're all dead except for Betty White. Um, so even like the Saved by the Bell one, I have zero interest in 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 that at all like i love the original show it, it helped me when i was a kid growing up um just like you know having a decent sense of being a human but the the revival like it, it, it's it doesn't it's not what the show originally was it was more about like learning lessons and you know them growing as people this is it's, it looks like a sitcom where 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 where, where kids are banging each other you know, and, and, it, and it's deviant, you know, and, and it doesn't it doesn't hold true to what the show originally was about. You know, Peter Engel, like the executive producer of all those TNBC shows, he's not involved. And it's, Mar- it's Mario Lopez that wants to make a buck, you know, revive his career, if anything, you know, by having little kids bang each other on, <laughs> on television. So I watched the whole season. I don't think I don't think there was no. any of that. No. no? So. Okay. All right, so I guess now I'm going to argue against myself here because that was an example. I thought that was great. I really enjoyed that that 10 episode season. But I feel like in that case, like to me, as much as, yes, it's set in the continuity of Saved by the Bell and you do have most of the original cast coming back, right? You do have that. So in that sense, it I, you could consider it a revival, but at the same time, it feels more, I guess, like a sequel series. Like when we talk about like a Fuller House or a Girl Meets World or something like this, where, um, again, like it's focused on the next generation with the legacy characters there. So I feel like those kind of go in their own little category. But I actually really like this. I thought they did a great job of being funny on their own while at the same time poking fun, but in a very loving way of the original and of the silliness of the original. So that I actually really did. I have to say, I was a big fan of that. I thought it was really funny. Okay, well, uh, that, that's where you and I are going to differ, for sure, <laughs> because I, I, I see Saved by the Bell in a more serious way because, like, I, I was, like, you know, in, in in those, not in their shoes, but, like, I was about the same age as them, yeah. you know, and, like, a lot of things were happening, obviously not as, like, serious as now these days, 
but I, I took it differently in a more serious way. Um, you know, I'm older now, like I'm a teacher, you know, I, I definitely see like the bad stuff that the kids are exposed to. And my personal opinion is that they need shows like this, you know, to teach them good behavior, consequences, what they should and what they shouldn't do, be considerate of others. There's no shows out there that are like that, you know, mm -hmm. and like for, for, for Mario Lopez to like, you know, make a sitcom out of it, like in my opinion, I don't think was what was tasteful. Even though I didn't see it. I saw the, I saw yeah. the, the um I saw clips for it and I could be completely wrong. But, you know, yeah, he has yeah, they haven't sold me on that. All right. Tom's really coming at uh, Mario Lopez in this podcast. I have he I don't know, Sarah Wayne Callies, I don't know. She'll be pleased if she listens. Uh Lopez maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know me. Like I, 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 I back up what I say. You know, if I something, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it to your face. I know. Look, you know, you, that's uh, that, that's what you get. I know. Look, you're you're a man of strong, emphatic opinions, and I, I appreciate that. And you know, when you're when you're into something, like you go all in, and that's kind of the other thing that that's always been interesting to me when we talk television, because like you've turned me on to a lot of great shows. Like I forever remain grateful for the Banshee recommendation, which, you know, every now and then I'll see no. some, every now and then I'll see someone post about it on Facebook. Like they just discovered it. And I'm like, oh man, like I, I was there for that. Thanks to Tom. So, you know, that, you know, you turn me on to Supernatural. But it's funny because a lot of these shows, I know you watch Banshee all the way through, but a, a, like some of the shows that either you recommended to me or that we were watching together, like you were so into and then just stopped watching and that was it. Like you just yeah. turned. Yeah, Supernatural was definitely one of them. You're like when, when they started like just killing every female character like that, that, that didn't sit well with me. Um, but I mean, like I, I, I did come around because like, the show is about Sam and Dean and like Sam and Dean are like, they're, they're awesome. Um, so I, I, I can't, I can't crap on them for, for that. Um, and Banch is a great show. Like if you haven't watched that show, you need to watch that show. Like talking about, uh, cause you know how the whole, there's this whole like genre of television where the bad guy is the protagonist. Sure. Right. Like who the hell wants that? I don't want a criminal running around, you know, telling a story about breaking the law, committing copycat, you know, you know, inspiring copycat people to do this stuff. But, you know, um, it, it was a good show because he had like, you know, he had like a bad background, but he wasn't like a malicious person. So I can kind of like get behind that. Um, but it was definitely like, the, the plot is very, very simple. Like, what if a bad guy becomes the sheriff of a town? Like, that's a great concept to me. Like, yeah, right. This ex convict guy yeah. makes the laws <laughs> or enforces the laws. Like, what kind of what kind of environment are you going to get out of that? And he's fighting neo-Nazis and like rapists and stuff like that. It's it's insane. Yeah, it's a great show. I mean, for anyone not familiar, wait, was it Cinemax? It was Cinemax, right? Cinemax. So the Cinemax series ran four seasons. And yeah, the basic premise, like Tom was saying, is, uh, you know, an ex-convict who uh, basically through a series of events assumes the identity of the incoming sheriff uh, in this small town. And so, uh, you know, and it's it's fascinating to watch because like he dispenses his own brand of justice. And it's so like it's so visceral and it's so satisfying because he does the sort of thing that, you know, uh, do. you know, exactly. 
so it, it really is interesting. And he, you know, and there's a lot, of, you know, from his past that kind of comes back around and everything. It's, it's such a great show. But so the lead actor, Anthony Starr, do you watch The Boys? Um, actually, when I was getting tattooed, they, they, they ran like the whole first and second season. So the six hours that I was there, <laughs> I watched I watched a lot of it. OK, what'd you think? It was all right. It was all right. I like uh, <laughs> I like Billy Butcher. Yeah, like like, like right. he deserves to whoop somebody's ass because it was fucked up what happened to his wife. You know, yeah. Anthony Starr, that guy's a douchebag or his character's an asshole. Big yeah. time. Big time. So I'm hoping that Billy him. Butcher gets his goddamn hands on him. I know. But it's like, that's the thing. Like, and he, but he plays him so well. Like, he's so good. He's a good actor. And it's like, absolutely. And, and he's, and that's the thing. He's so, like, he's believable. And it's like, to whatever extent that I think you might, again, Homelander is a despicable character, but to whatever extent you might find him entertaining, I think that's all the performance. Like, he's just, he's so good. Uh, and it, it, when, so when the show premiered, uh, we watched it, like, like pretty early on. Um, it was kind of on my radar, I guess, because I had read a little, little bit of the boys comic when it came out. Not much though, but I knew of it and I knew the showrunner was Eric Kripke from Supernatural. So that made me kind of interested and there was a lot of buzz. So Steph and I watched it and I'll, I'll be honest, it was like a good bit into that episode where we were like, that's him. That's Anthony Starr. Like, you know, we, we were so like drawn in and we didn't even like place him immediately. Uh, and then once we did, it made me enjoy it, it even so more. different though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, you, uh, you, you give him a clean cut and change his hair a little bit. He's, he's very different looking. Yeah, for sure. But it's, I mean, so I'm glad you at least got to see some, where do you get tattooed? Addicted to ink. Oh, you do addicted to ink. Right on. Right on. Yep. Um, yep. Famous yeah, AR, AR spot. A lot of yeah, AR, shout out AR, AR, AR crew members. I know. Shout out to Chris Wilcock, a yep, frequent yep. guest. Bad luck, uh, Wilcock. He, I love that nickname. Yeah, I love that nickname. As has he, been discussed, he's been the shop a lot. So I, I get I get to chat with him about stuff, and uh, he tells me all the, the bad stuff that happens. Um, he has great stories. For sure. I mean, that he's, I mean, I'm sorry that he lives through all of that, but uh, yeah. it, he's a wonderful guest. I mean, that's, I've had him on a bunch of times and, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this, but for anyone, you know, a quick refresher, Chris Wilcock, owner of Undiscovered Realm and also the tattoo shop uh, Addicted to Ink. And yeah, we've talked about this. Like he has like the worst luck. I think out of out of anyone. I mean, most most recently, just if anyone is like, "What are you guys talking about?" Most recently, um, like they got back from a show, they did a card show in New Jersey or something, and they came back late at night, and there was a guy in White Plains, drunk and stumbling around outside the tattoo shop. It's it's new location, and he like fell down and like spliced his head open. And apparently like part of his head was like flapping in the breeze and he was out there in front of the store and they call paramedics and like Chris has video of it. It's like, and that's just one tiny example of the kind of stuff that he runs into on a regular basis. Poor, poor Chris. He's, yeah. Are you friends with him? Guy. Are you friends on Facebook? I'm not. I'm you not. should be. You should be okay. because he chronicles and we've talked about this on the podcast before too. He chronicles everything. So, uh, you know, so it's, uh, again, like your heart goes out to him, you know, for dealing with all of these, you know, from, from minor inconveniences to like major calamities, uh, you know, blown out tires on the, on the way to a show with a truck full of stuff. It's like anything you might imagine this poor guy has, has lived through. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, 
Oh yeah, definitely shout out to Chris. Chris is such a he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. Yeah, and he's such a that's the thing. You know, if he were a jerk, you still you know you know you never wish you know you don't like wish ill on anyone. But well, <laughs> you never wish ill on anybody. But but it's like it just makes it even worse that it's like he's such a nice guy, and I feel like he puts a lot of like po- like a lot of good positive stuff out there. You know, uh, in the world through, you know, again, through the businesses and, and all the stuff he does. And, and it's just like this poor guy. He'll be he'll be a guest on uh, our forthcoming 100th episode. So I'm going to catch up with him and see what uh, wh- what else he has to share with us. Please, please tell him that that I that I shouted him <laughs> out when I see him next. I'll, I'll well, this will be a conversation the next time yes. I see him at the shop. He'll um he listens. He listens. He, he likes this show because. You know, I do the the Superman show, Digging for Kryptonite, and I do the book club show, my comic shop book club. But he likes this because it's more general chat. Like, you don't have to be a Superman fan. You don't have to have read the comic that we're talking about. He likes these more general conversations. So he'll listen. He'll know. What what did you get tattooed this time? When or what? What? What did you get tattooed? Um, It's a comic book character called Dark Child from the 90s. Um... So it's it's basically an image of of her surrounded by monsters. Her power is that she can pull monsters from our nightmares and bring them into our reality. So oh. Cash, my artist, I had the idea like I wanted to get her in there. And then like he took a whole bunch of ideas from the comic that I gave to him and was like, OK, let's let's do this, this and this. So my original thing was just having her and I was like, all right, whatever else you want to do, you, you do, you know, like, let me know what you want to do and I'll give you the green light or, or, or have you tweak something. Um, Cash is super creative. Like he's a, he's an, he's an amazing artist. Um, I, I, again, I, I give him one simple, I give him one image and I was like, this is what I want. Everything else with the coloring you 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 do that entire thing yourself so it, it expanded and of course it always expands right you know you, you have one idea and then all of a sudden you know 25 visits later you know and like several thousand dollars later um you know you have something else so uh so yeah that's uh that's what uh that's what i'm working on currently still <clears throat> right on still so have you been getting tattoos like regularly over these past few years or did you have a break no, I had like a, I had like a 15, 15 year break actually. Oh. My my upper sleeve, um, I got in the early two thousands, and I actually started getting tattooed again over the pandemic. Um, gotcha. When when the store starts to open up again, under like the COVID conditions, like I got my appointment in, and I just has been doing it ever since. Um, you know, just like the I, I mean, I've had thousands of ideas but it's all about like all right like which one do you want to live with now that's kind of like the idea so right. um i narrowed it down like you know um actually i was reading the old comic over the pandemic and i was reflecting on this with uh with ken marion because he and i chat you know multiple times a week for for a while he was the person that i spoke to during the pandemic i was nobody else like during like the whole march through like you know the end of the summer where, where everything was just basically dark. Uh, I spoke to literally three people like, you know, my mother, um, Rich Roney once a week yeah. and Ken Marion. That was it. So during our, like, 
you know, weekly check-ins. It was more than weekly. It was like every other day because we were like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, we're, we're, we're basically like watching the world erode. Um, we're just talking about like what we've been doing. And I had told them, I, I was, I'm, I was, I'm reading old comics and Dark Child was, was a book that I've always liked. And I dug out the old books and I, I, I just reread, you know, the 12 issues that, that were produced. And, and, and it was like, it, it was, I guess, I guess you could say it was like comforting, you know, just to like reread and like kind of go back to a time when it wasn't so, so, so crappy, you know, like the nostalgia definitely kicked in right there. So like it, 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 it really this is cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway. It, it definitely helped me get through like, you know, the monotony of the pandemic, you know, like reading, reading books isn't going to like mentally and physically get you through all the shit that we had to deal with, but it was something that I enjoyed doing when I was like, you know, sitting at home, just waiting for like the next day to come. So to me, that was important. So, um, you know, that, that certainly like, you know, stuck with me for a while. No, that's awesome. And actually one of my patrons uh, had a question for you. He had, the, he had the same question for you and Brian. So I, I know you heard me ask it in the last episode, but about whether or not you're still reading comics and you know, that, you know, that's our answer. And, and that's really cool to hear. Um, and, and, you know, kind of like on that note, you know, and I'm sure people can identify with this, you know, over this past year, it's like, you know, you gotta, I don't know, you gotta do something. You know, I follow the rock on, on uh, Instagram and he's always talking about uh, having an anchor. Like you need an anchor in your life. And, you know, for him, it's the gym uh, naturally. And, but I've really been thinking about that idea. And I feel like for myself, it's kind of been, there are kind of three, I suppose. I mean, you know, the, my family first and foremost, and honestly having the, the being going through this with the both of them, like that's, that's kept me sane. And that's been the, the silver lining in all of this is getting to spend all this time, especially with our son as he's at, at this young age. Right. So that's one, uh, the gym for me physically is definitely an anchor. And I know, cause I had, and I talked about this in the last episode, I had a lot of starts and stops over this last year for various reasons, the move and injury and all kinds of stuff. And um, now that I've been back in a, in a routine, I've like, my mental health is much better. I mean, I like the release that I get when I'm doing that, um, like really, really makes a big difference. So that's, that's not, and then the third one is th doing all these podcasts. That's why I think I've been, do I've been doing so many. Cause it's like, it's getting to have these conversations and connect, even if it's virtual, but, um, and, and it's the sort of thing where, uh, you know, it, it, and I, I've said this on numerous longer Halloween episodes. It's like, I hate to say that a podcast is what I need in order to force myself to catch up with people, but it gives some structure to it and it, and it just kind of gives a little push to it. Um, and so like, I've like doing this has been, has really been a, a major outlet. And I think has helped a lot just with, like you said, like cutting up the monotony and just kind of having something like fun and creative, you know? No, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, you know, definitely having, you know, stuff to do. Um, Jiu-jitsu opening up relatively recent has been good for me as well. Um, I'm not doing the, I'm not doing the um, like the different classes that are that are, you know, being done but I am practicing with my coach one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I'm not super comfortable training with the group yet. Until right. I got my second shot. Yeah. Um, after that, I'll, 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 you know, I'll, uh, I'll think about it again, but just being able to train at least like once a week 
has been has been good for me. Um, so that's been that's been super helpful, you know, definitely. Good. And, you know, just jumping back to comics, you know, so a day after this episode comes out, uh, you and I also have an episode of my comic shop book club dropping where uh, and we already recorded it a little while back uh, about Batman Hush. And that was fun. I got to tell you. And I think I said this in that episode, but I'll repeat it here. I was I was surprised you wanted to do it, to be honest, like mostly because I just was like, I don't think he like, I don't know that he would want to sit down and reread this and talk comics, but I was so pleasantly surprised that you did. And it was and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I, 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 I talk a lot of crap sometimes, like, you know, that I'm like against comics and like I've like I've stopped buying comics. You know, I, I, I need to I need to revise that. Like the new stuff I, I don't buy. I'm, I'm morally opposed to what is coming out these days. Um. But the older stuff, you know, like that, that, that's still, I still keep that stuff, you know, like stuff from the nineties is that, that, that's my era. Um, no one will ever tell me differently. No one will ever convince me of that otherwise. Um, so I, I have that to tether myself to. And, um, like I said before, like, you know, going back to the dark child books, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to some older stuff and, and read it. And I'll, I'll, I'll have that, you know, not the same feeling that I got when I first read it, but it's, it, it, someone said this to me before, like there's a magic in older books. It's unexplainable, but it's there. There's some sort of magic that's there and you can, and your magic and my magic could be totally different. So it, it brought me delight when I was able to reread um, some of these older books that I haven't read before. Like, in, sorry, in a, um, a while from, from a while ago. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I mean, yeah, there's so much. And, you know, over the years on this podcast, I, this has been a little bit of a theme where there's so much, whether it's, and honestly, this extends to anything beyond comics, to TV shows, movies, like, you know, any, any, I think any kind of entertainment um, and probably even beyond entertainment too. You know, so much of our feelings towards things are, are wrapped up in, you know, the, that, that first time that we experienced them. And, um, you know, the, the connection that you forge, especially when it's, you know, it hits you at the right point in, in your life, you know, whether it's a young age or, or, or formative age or, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, there's so much of that wrapped up in it. And yeah, it's like, again, for me, you know, the classic example, I always go to death of Superman, but it's like, yeah, if, if you or someone else were to read it now cold with no attachment to the story or to the character, you might be like, oh, what is like, what's the big deal? But for me, it's like, my God, like that, that first comic set me on this whole path. Like there's, for me, there's so much wrapped up in it. So, so I get that. And, and that's cool. And, you know, and that's the beauty of comics. Like you can read what you like and skip what you don't. And there's, you know, all of us, I think have stuff on our shelves that, you know, that like, you know, has been staring at us for a long time. So uh, you probably have more than enough to keep you busy for, for quite some time if, if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely. There, there, there's plenty of of material that I really liked um, and, I, and I've, I've kept it. So there's always that to go back to. Um, but there's also newer stuff too, you know, like um, I've been collecting art for a while too. So if there's an opportunity for me to get some art, um, I, I'm definitely going to be going to be doing that. Obviously, not so much these days, you know, with 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 no conventions happening. Right. Um, but again, if there's an opportunity, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna seize it. 
Yeah, right on. Uh, I just want to jump back to the to the TV side for a minute. Because, um, you know, we're talking about the boys and, and, you know, that's sort of, that's probably the other, you know, addition to the revivals and everything, that's probably one of the other, like, major differences over these past few years since we first started, you know, bonding over television is is streaming and just, you know, how, how much content there is um, and the fact that it's on all of these different platforms. I mean, I know for a while, like, you really held out, like, you didn't have Netflix or Hulu or any of that. Have you gotten any of that now or are you still without? No. Not, none of it? No, nothing. 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 I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't need that stuff. Um, the only thing that I would like consider getting is like ESPN plus so that I can watch some of the UFC fights that are on right. ESPN plus, um, you know, like before they signed with ESPN, they were on Fox and all of the, and all of like the, um, the house shows were on, were free on, on FS1 and on Fox. Um, but now, like, since, like, you know, mo- since they signed with ESPN, um, most of their fights are on ESPN+. Plus. So I have missed out on things on, on the, on, on, you know, on cards. Um, so that, that, that's kind of, like, wearing me down a little bit. But in terms of, like, content that's on these streaming services, first of all, I don't know what's even out there, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's so much... Like and there's so many platforms. Yeah. What's out there? What 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 could possibly out there that could interest me? You know, when you have like ten thousand options, how do you decide? You know, what are you gonna do? I mean, it certainly it certainly can be daunting, no doubt. Um, so so you have cable, but that's it. I'm totally content with watching old Seinfeld episodes old episodes of the office um which i've I've actually like warmed up to because in the beginning like i i I dismissed it a lot right but like you know when you're sitting at home and it's after school and you're just dead tired you can't do work like i'll put on comedy central and and they and they run through like the entire series in like a week right yeah so i've seen the series from start to finish probably three times already right so like you know I I I've been, I I watch those shows, and it brings me a little bit of entertainment and joy, you know, like yeah. I'll watch episodes of Married with Children, that the reruns on like on those like weird networks that no one ever knows of, and like Seinfeld, like you know th- this stuff gets me by. I- I'm totally cool with watching, you know, older shows that I didn't focus on when they were first on. But I'm totally content with that. Like, you know, you don't need to, I don't need to have Hulu to watch like, you know, um, you know, the drug addict show on, on FX, whatever that shit is called, right. you know? It's so, it's fascinating. Cause I mean, I, you know, I remember like the last time we talked about this, I know you still didn't have that, but it's been a while. And I thought, I, I thought maybe you had, you had broken down and gone for it. But so, I mean, again, I guess that kind of speaks to this. One of the other things that I wanted to touch on with you is like this larger, you know, again, shifting interest. I mean, and again, I know you still watch TV, but um, like, would you still call yourself a, a TV connoisseur? Do you still know? I can't. I can't. And, but the thing is like, you know, can you call streaming services and what they put out <laughs> TV? You know, the, your definition the, uh, of TV, yeah. ha- that, that's changed. You know, the Emmys, like the, the networks, Emmys consider it. The networks were the TV, yeah. right? Like, you know, I can watch Hulu on my PlayStation 4. That's not TV. That's a, that's a console. 
you know? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, right. There's, you know, whether, you know, you consider streaming and, you know, the same argument when it comes to movies too. And, and these days it's like, you know, certain seasons of shows are so short and movies on streaming platforms can get longer. So you almost run into this thing of like, well, what's, what really makes a TV show versus a movie even in certain instances? Right. Like there's a lot of, of blurring of lines. I mean, I guess like overall, again, I think if you really had the interest, you, you would get these things. So, but at the same time, I, I feel like it, it does make me a little sad just because I know, like, I know how much you've, you've loved TV, yeah. but again, I know you still have all those shows and all that stuff. And I guess like they're, they're, it's funny though. I'm trying to think of something that like, I would say you have to watch this. I mean, I guess the boys, which you, you know, you've, you've caught some of, but there is so much out there and yes, it can be daunting. And sometimes it can be hard to be like, where do I even start? Uh, but there, there, there is a lot of great stuff. Um, but at least you're you're a step above Rich Roney because Rich doesn't even have cable Rich or, or Wi Fi. House, I think he lives in like some sort of rundown shack, and he like pirates like you know <laughs> internet service and like the phone. I think I think he's out there like messing with like junction boxes and like hooking things up when he talks on the phone. He's on the street with like a giant like wire and like he's Jimmy rigged like some sort of contraption. I I, I don't I don't believe that what he's doing is like totally legal by the way i you know my understanding is that he, he uses a uh, like he creates a hotspot with his cell phone and that's how he has the connectivity that he has and he has just like these like big meetings powered by his phone <laughs> these are like big clients he's you know. he, he's in charge of these accounts that are huge like he had the gm account that thing is huge and it's powered by a by a cell phone <laughs> if that phone breaks <laughs> What would happen? What forget breaks? What if he forgets to charge it? Eh, lost the account. Phone wasn't exactly. charged. What do you do? What do you I, do? So honestly, yeah. I, I, I don't believe any of that shit. I really don't because like it's like I, I hold like Jeff Bezos is like you know the reason why my company runs is because of like this cup right here. If this cup were to become you know slightly less full, like. Prime streaming would just cease to exist, or if a little bit got out, or if the or if the, the glass chipped a little bit, no shipping for two weeks. That's how I yeah. feel like you know with with uh, with Rich, like how lazy can you be? <laughs> Not fix your washing machine. Oh right, like, he has right. like so many broken appliances <laughs> in his house that he's like doing all this extra work to not call like the repairman. Well, I don't know why he doesn't have a house. <laughs> it's not true. It's well, let me say, I want to circle back to that, but let me say this I'll, I'll, on a positive note, because this is really, I think this is important because this has really become a theme in all of these episodes that I've been doing on the longer Halloween, right? I'm asking people, you know, like in, within the AR gang, like who have you been keeping in touch with, especially over the pandemic? And in almost every episode, Rich Roney, the most consistent Yes. Um, and there's some variation, like, you know, Brian is like, oh, I talked to Doug. You know, Doug didn't necessarily come up when I talked to Roby or Bill, for example. But in almost every episode, it's rich. And whether the person gets the call weekly or monthly or whatever it is, it's, he's such a constant presence. So however he's doing it, tech, you know, technology-wise, he's making yeah. it work. I mean, he's, what's funny is that, like, I bet if his company knew he didn't have Wi-Fi, like they might get it for him, don't they you might think? Send somebody. They <clears throat> might send a crew. <laughs> what do you do? There's no, there's no address. 
I know. Like, what do you do? Like, all of a sudden, like, you know, the paychecks are going to stop coming. Like, you know, this guy, this guy doesn't exist. So, um, well, you know, um, uh, Lord Retail from Acme Comics in North Carolina, he posted recently that, um, he like for for the past few years he's had most of his possessions in storage like he's had a house that he's been living in but for various circumstances like he had all of his like most of his stuff and you know in his post he describes like when the movers and he because he moved recently and when the movers came and they saw how little he had like they they, they couldn't believe it and as i was reading his post all i thought about was was rich and what we've always thought his place must look like where it's like like a like a chair and some milk crates and his and the rabbit ear tv and yeah. that's about it and he always mentions like you know this garage that he has right so this like communal like parking structure so that could be his house like a little like parking space in like a garage Maybe. I mean, I, like I've mailed him stuff and he's gotten it and it hey, is a residential it, it, address. It, it, it's easy to steal mail these days. I mean, there are, there are, there are porch pirates stealing people's stimulus checks. I could do mail. that. I could That's do true. that. I will. One other funny thing with Rich, and I know, I'm sure this has come up in the past, but, uh, you know, I, and I know you and I, we've definitely talked about this, you know, when he's not using his cell phone, he turns it off. You know, as opposed to, I think most cell phone users, you leave it on, you leave it on. Um, but with Rich, it's like, if he's not using it, he turns it off. And uh, he's usually pretty reachable via email, but you know, uh, not not always. Not and, you know, he's, and he's busy with work. And just the other day or yesterday, I emailed him and I got the out of office bounce back. And it's just like, and so this just happened. I thought to myself, it's like, yeah, if his phone's off and you get that out of office, it's like, you don't know, like he'll resurface at some point, but it's not. He's going to retire soon though. You can't just that grab him. going to be useless. Yeah, that's true. The work phone is going to be useless. So is the email. <clears throat> so he can literally just vanish. And he's done that before. Like, like, like he likes the Irish like exit, right? The Irish funeral exit, whatever the fuck you call that shit. Yeah. Like we just leave. He would do that to us. He did it to us. So we caught him. <laughs> that's right. Wedding. We caught him. <laughs> I know. And you try to leave. So, you know, know. You, you can't put anything past that guy. And again, I'm the only one that's going to call him out on this stuff, right? Everyone <laughs> is like, you know, he's a saint and all this great stuff. I love Rich, but if he, if he's bullshitting me, I'm going to tell him to his face, you're fucking bullshitting me. I'm the only fucking guy that's going to do that. And again, like, it sounds like I'm really like, you know, crapping on him. <laughs> like, I, I, I love the guy. I got into a car accident because of him. Okay, so like again, I'm not blaming him for that. That was my fault. But like you know, like the viewers shouldn't get this idea that I hate Richroni. Like Richroni no. is like like my second father. Whenever I need like advice, I, I certainly run it by him. Have to have another set of ears to go to. But uh, but yeah, if he's if he's you know telling me what I want to hear, or if he's like you know you know slow walking me with something, mm, I, I don't matter who you are. But so what is it that you don't believe though? Like you like you don't believe the bit about the like using the hotspot? Like you think he's stealing someone's Wi-Fi? It's possible. It's possible. You, but do you think you, he you would really and I don't I, and I, I but I say this with love. But do you think he would he would know how to do that? I wouldn't pa I wouldn't put it past anybody. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past anybody. I think I think we we're all <laughs> capable of doing things. No matter but, what it is. My favorite thing, I you know what? I, 
and we we have called him out on this, and I think we did it in an episode a few years ago. The thing that I I definitely did not buy was this story about how like he loses the seed because he only has the rabbit ears, right? So he only gets like the basic broadcast channel, but. He, you know, he, he tried to, to push this story that he loses the CW like at eight o'clock when all yeah. the Arrowverse shows are on. Like he can watch it any other time, but all of a sudden at eight o'clock, like he loses CW it. CW is, is gone. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, Rich, like, did you watch Arrowverse? Oh, I don't know, CW. <laughs> but at, at, eight, at eight 801, <laughs> I lost it. When at 10 o'clock, the Pixel 11 news was on. <laughs> I saw the Pixel 11 news. I know. It's like, you know, you could just tell us you don't want to watch the Arrowverse. It's okay. Right. Exactly. It's all right. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and he just doesn't want to like, you know, disappoint anybody, but it's like, it's okay. You can, you can have your, your thoughts on this, but you know, again, all, all in all, like he's, he's, he's a wonderful human being. Um, and, 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 and we pick on him sometimes. So, uh, yeah. it's all with love. And I got to tell you, you know, you know, sadly, between the store closing and now the pandemic, you know, when when it comes to like a lot of people in, in the AR group and I mean, you, you included, it's sad to say it's like, you know, there there has been more more time in between, you know, talking or certainly hanging out. Right. Rich is an instance where, if anything, even though I'm not seeing him, I feel like our friendship has actually grown during all of this period because the the phone calls have been, I think, as regular, if not more regular than they've ever been. And I've been doing all these Superman podcasts with him. Like we did the George He's Reeves Adventures of guest. Superman. Yeah. He was like, four, like we, we had four hours with him. Yeah. But it was great. And I feel like it was fun. And I, I genuinely think he enjoyed kind of having that project, you know, to like for something to do, like we were saying. Yeah. And like from my perspective, it was fun, like, like to because look when we have our, our calls it's like you can only tell the alternate reality stories you know so many times so like this gave us this whole new pocket of stuff to talk about like it was it was great so yeah no we we love rich the yeah the whole technology or lack thereof bit is uh is sometimes a little baffling i mean he swears that upon retirement he's finally going to break down and get wi-fi but i don't know more and more i think that's just something he's telling us like i'll believe it when i see it i guess which we won't because we're not going to see his place. <laughs> or we're not going to have yeah. proof of that either because you can't prove you have internet. Unless he's going uh, to play Call of Duty with us on, 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 a, on, a, on a PlayStation 4 or something like that. Yeah. But it's never going to happen. So, yeah. I, like, I you said, know. I, so, and, and he also claims that he's going to get at least some of the streaming services. Oh. And I... That I definitely <laughs> don't believe. I would be, I would be surprised, but it's funny. I said to him, I was like, if he does, like for argument's sake, let's say he does, I feel like, I, I don't know. Like, I wonder what would happen. And I said to him, I'm like, part of me wonders, like, would you just like get pulled down the rabbit hole? And like, we don't hear from him for weeks. And then he's like, oh my God, like I watched Daredevil and I watched Stargirl and I was like, like, he just like spends like weeks, like just pouring through all well, this first stuff. First he wouldn't watch that because it's, a, because it's a female lead. So he won't watch that. He actually likes, no, actually, no, he likes Stargirl. He's seen Stargirl because get this. Wait, maybe CW came back? He gets the CW again now. Oh, really? When, it's funny enough. When there was a Fucking show he liar. wanted to watch, he all of a sudden got it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this Fucking is liar. <laughs> He lies. If he he's lies. listening to this, I'm sure he loves this. I'm sure he loves this segment. He's probably like, I when know. is it going to end? When I know, I know. Stop? We got to, we got to, we got to change the subject because I, I feel he's going to like murder <laughs> me 
at some point. I'm going to get like a mail bomb or something like that. And it's going to be from Rich. It's uh, um, it's just, you know, I'm like, look, I'm going to take him at his word. I'm assuming that he's using his hotspot, as he says. And I'm glad. I mean, could you imagine being in a pandemic, living alone with no Wi-Fi? <laughs> I mean, like, well, like, here's the thing, like, you, you, know, like you know, his office is going to reopen at some point. But he told me that the restrictions were too much for him. Like, he didn't want to walk on one side of the office. Oh. As opposed to the left side of the office. Because, like, you know, they wanted you to have, like, two two lanes of traffic going through. And, like, he didn't want to, like, walk up a few flights of stairs. Because you can't have multiple people in the elevator. So, I don't even know if he even works. It, I, you it could know. be, like, telemarketing, for all we know. As we've always said, you know, so much of what we might know about him just comes from what he tells us right the only you know we have very little verification other than the fact that steve went to high school with him so like we know a little bit about his past where's the yearbook well no we have i mean we do have some photos of young rich yeah but again like you know we need like (laughs) a a, a publication yeah that verifies this because they can do great stuff with photoshop these days that could be somebody else that's true that could be somebody else I don't know. He's don't so know dis- he's so he he's so distinct looking though that I feel like you look at the photo and it's like, man, that dog's a hundred percent rich. Uh well, we love you, Rich. And Absolutely. uh you Absolutely. know Yeah, so let let's let us let us let us switch gears because I feel like he's going to um you know not call me for about a month. <laughs> no, it's all it's truly all all in good fun and all with love. And I know you said you listened to the Drew and Brian episodes and that you had you had re- I don't know, responses, rebuttals. Why do I, it was very ominous. I didn't know if this was like, oh, this will be fun or like, oh no, like he's, he has issues. I don't know. What, what, what did you think? Yeah. So, um, um, I, I was, uh, yeah, I definitely had some responses for, for what, for what they had said. Yeah. Um, so starting with Drew, right? So the only time I see Drew these days is when I bug him to buy me action figures on eBay. Um, so I'm very, very grateful for, for what Drew does. Drew's like, you know, um, like the AR crew's like go-to best friend who is going to help them out in any situation. So we all love Drew because again, he's just a great human being and he's just so helpful. Like I wouldn't have like half the stuff that I have, like this desk right now that I'm working with right now, he and I built that during the pandemic. So the pictures behind me too, he helped me hang those up. Aww. So, so again, like, and it was during the pandemic. So, um, you know, Drew has helped that helps out so much, but the issue that I kind of have with what he said, and it was about like, you know, about like being safe during, during COVID. I'm not against being safe. Obviously, like I want everyone to be safe and myself more importantly, um, but he, he said along the lines of, like, you know, that people aren't being, like, responsible enough. And I'm not sure who he's referring to. Um, obviously, we see people in, like, Florida having boat parties, right? My friend lives in, lives in Miami, and he's living his best life like nothing is happening. Obviously, that's kind of a problem. Mm. But... Like, I don't like the idea that we need to be locked in here like this. 
we 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 are not creatures that can be locked away like this it's it, it it's bad for development it's bad for socialization right so me speaking as a psychologist here um I, i'm seeing all these things um it, it, it's really bad for for development and, and socialization so you know obviously like you know um you want things to reopen safely right but you can't have people locked away like this as we were back in march it's been a year vaccinations have been happening um i feel that people that are like we need to stay like you know locked away doing all this remote shit you know it, it feels like they're talking like this is going to be like the new normal like this mm. can't happen like my students are that are at home are suffering miserably they don't know it but in the long run it's gonna fuck them up big time so wait you're still teaching remotely fully or no no i'm, I'm, I'm you, in person i teach person. i teach a sec i teach kids in class and on my board gotcha okay. and i have kids fucking sleeping in my class and when i see that happen i yell hey wake up i'll, I'll stop what i'm doing i'll wake them up and they're losing education time right they're losing like the socialization skills they don't know how to talk to me because they've been at home so much they don't know how to interact with people so this whole idea of like of like we got to stay locked down until every single person is is vaccinated that that can't happen we need to you know obviously be safe but we need to get ourselves out there and drew was like alluding to this and obviously he, got, he, he had covid and like you know um a good friend of his died from covid and i understand that is dangerous i definitely do and i'm not saying be like you know be frivolous with this but this idea that this is going to be like our new normal it, it can't because we're not going to make it i'm not going to make it so like i i i had a big gripe with that and i was like you know you're you don't you don't live where i live and you've seen what i've seen so I, I was I was unhappy with what he said about that. All right. Hey, look, it's always interesting to get, you know, different perspectives. I think, you know, with with this, everyone has their own threshold, I guess, for, you know, what they're comfortable with. And, you know, yeah, there are, you know, there certainly are questions, especially when you're dealing with, you know, with younger people or with mental health generally about, you know, the the toll that this is taking. Um, you know, I'm I'm still in the camp of, you know, trying to be as safe as possible. Um and I, you know, like we have been working from home and I'm happy to continue working from home, you know, for the foreseeable future. Um, for your students though, so like, um, and I know my mom works at the same school, but she's working with a, with a different group. So like the students in your class, do they have the option or the school, or they rotate or how, like, how does that work? So there's an option of being fully remote where you're completely remote. Yeah. Right. You have to have your camera on. You have to obviously do all the work. Um, but you're just at home and then you have the hybrid option where, um, you either come in to school during the morning session or the afternoon session. When you're not in school, you're working from home. So it's like, you know, each day I see a different group of kids. Gotcha. But here's the thing, since they can stay home, 
and they give us bullshit reasons, like it's too cold Mm -hmm. to go outside, they stay home. So I'll have one kid or no kids in my classroom. So I'm teaching all from the all from the board, right? When you have at risk kids who don't do anything, who need supervision, and they're at home, how can I monitor them? I had a kid today get a zero out of 10 on an open notes quiz. <laughs> how does that happen? Everybody else got 100. 100. That kid needs to be here. Imagine if that kid is your doctor 50 years from now. Good luck to you. I hope you get what you deserve. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, and I know, you know, this this has been a debate. I mean, you know, with, with in terms of what Drew specifically said, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know exactly who that was directed to. I mean, certainly at a minimum, I, you know, people who are out there partying and, and you know, really ignoring all safety measures. Um, in terms of, you know, some of these things that now have been opening up, whether it's, you know, having more people in a classroom or in restaurants or whatever, I, I don't know, you know, exactly where he falls on that. I, you know, oh, again, I know he's not doing it himself. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, we, we aren't either. I mean, for, for us and for me personally, like the biggest driving thing has been, you know, wanting to keep Milo safe. And it's, it's like Bruce Wayne and Batman v Superman. If there's a 1% chance, I have to take it as an absolute certainty. And that's kind of been my mindset with this, which, you know, we've like, we've really been, we go out for walks and we, you know, like we'll run into Starbucks and pick up stuff. Like, it's not like we don't go anywhere, but um, we, we really haven't gone many places. And, uh, you know, like my mom has, we've met her outside masked and that's really been been the extent of it. You know, as much as they say, like kids don't seem to really get it. And if they do, for the most part, it's not bad. It's like, I don't want to take that chance. And then you hear about these, um, you know, some of the long-term effects that they're just, like starting to figure out that for him and for us, like that's kind of scary. The other thing too, though, which I recognize is that I think a lot of our feelings have been informed by the fact that we have been fortunate enough to work from home. So it's like, we're not, so it's easy. I guess that makes it a little bit easier for us to kind of, kind of keep that up elsewhere. Cause like my buddy from high school, he's a doctor and he um, like, he's been posting photos with his wife and kids, like going out to restaurants. And it's like, no, we, we're not doing that and we wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. But it's like, I mean, he's out there in the hospital every day. It's like, you know, he probably figures this is the least of, of the risk, you know, that he's taking. So I think, you know, everyone's kind of coming at it from a little different uh, perspective. But, you know, it's always good to get, you know, a, a different, uh, you know, a, a different point of view. You know, I guess. Now, what, now, what about the Brian episode? Because I actually had a follow up question for you about the Brian episode. We might be we might be thinking about the same thing. I don't know. We might do, not. Do be, you want to we'll... go first and I can I can build upon it? Yeah, I was shocked when he well, I was I, you know, I had only learned recently about him uh, switching careers and, and now working at a supermarket. So that in and of itself surprised me, because as far as I know, like he doesn't have any you know, background, you know, any, any experience and he's on a management track, which is great, but I was just surprised. But, but I, I asked him, as you heard, I was like, you know, did, did you talk to Tom? Cause like you've been working at a supermarket for as long as I've ever known you. And he was like, no, I, I was shocked by that. I don't know if that's what you were thinking, but that was, I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to comment on that. So like, um, um, the, the friend that got him the job, when I found out that he was working at the store as a manager, he was there too. So I was just tearing all of them new assholes because like they're, they're like, you know, on the manager track and they have a totally different 
you know, quality of life and the responsibilities. I'm down here at the at the ground level, taking all the risk, you know, making sure that these people don't eat out of the trash. That's my fucking job. Like, since before, like, things happened and, like, you know, we weren't, we weren't wearing masks. Like, my company didn't, didn't, didn't let us wear masks in the beginning. Really? Yeah, this is early March. All right. They, were, they wouldn't let us do it. People started doing it, and we said, fuck you. We're, you make me take this mask off. Right? So, like, you know, like, we, we were at the, we were on the, on the, like, the doctors and nurses, we were on the ground level. We just didn't know who was sick. In the hospital, you know who's sick. Everyone is sick. In the store, you don't know who the hell is who. So I was out there on the fucking front lines, you know, teaching hybridly. Meanwhile, last right. last semester, so I was doing both. Right. So you you're you're a teacher, and then you also work at a supermarket on the weekends. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I, I walk in. Know. I walk in both worlds: the professional and the uh, and the and, and the uh, and the blue collar thing. Yeah. So back to Brian, right? So um. So yeah, so we, we, we have we have definitely like two career paths, so to speak. Um, but yeah, he never he never like you know mentioned it to me. And like he said, like we're we're on two different tracks. Like there's nothing really that we would like be able to give to each other, mm. except for the fact don't be an asshole to your workers, because your workers are your backbone. We make you your bonuses. If we decide we're not gonna help you. We're going to slow walk you and do very, very little. As long as we're working, you can't do anything to us. If I decide I like you and I'm going to push and boost sales, that's my choice, not you. Just because you're the manager doesn't mean anything to me. So my advice to him was like, and it's probably unwanted advice because, you know, um, he's the kind of guy that, you know, um, not that he doesn't take advice, but he is, he's, you know, I don't want to say he's stubborn either. Cause you know, he's, you know, I mean, we're, we're all a little stubborn. We're, we're Irish. We're, we're definitely, we're definitely kind of like stubborn like that. But like, you know, when I, when I said that, I don't think he took anything. I don't think he took, took anything away from that. Um, and you know, it isn't like Brian is like a guy that's one of these managers that are like sticklers and like, you know, you know, nasty to people. Because a lot of these managers are, you know, they're predominantly folks that barely have high school education, definitely very, very little college experience, and they get a little bit of power and they think that they're bigger than they are. And I've seen hundreds of managers in my 20 years come through those doors. I've seen all types. And, um, you know, he has to decide which one he's going to be. Like, you know, the one that's decent to his workers or the one that's like the real stickler to like all the rules. And that was my only advice to him. And again, like, you know, he probably didn't take any of it, you know, because he has his own vision about what he wants to do. And that's his prerogative. Right on. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I was curious. Was there anything else that you had wanted to respond to or was that that was it? No, not really, because, yeah. you know, like other than like, you know, um, talking to Ken on a regular basis and Rich Roney once a week. Um, whenever there's a pay-per-view on, I go to Brian's house and we watch together. So, you know, I, I definitely, like, out of the AR crew, 
like he's probably the one I I I, I um interact with 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 the most. Um, with Drew, it's more like you know, um, I send him a text with a link to an eBay thing. I pick it up, we chat for about five minutes, and then that's it. Then it's literally the right. next eBay thing. If I didn't initiate it, I wouldn't hear from him, and he admitted to it before where i texted him and a week later he got back to me gotcha you know so it's like honestly you know it, it's it's and, and my, my, my mentality has always been where it's like if you don't want to talk to me i definitely don't want to talk to you so you know if, if that's how it's going to be you know that's it you know like if you don't want to reach out that that's totally your prerogative and i'm going to feel the same way yeah i suppose do you feel that way about me Hmm? Do you feel that way about me? Uh, not, not really. <laughs> no. Not really. Not really. Cause I, I, I haven't seen you too much, you know. Cause you know, you, you don't, you don't, you don't live around here anymore. So That's it's true. like, you know, I don't want to say yeah. like I'm like desensitized to it, but I guess I am a little bit. Hmm, fair enough. Yeah, you know, here's the thing, and and I want to say this, like, you know, genuinely, you know, I, you know, I, I continue to value our friendship and, you know, especially, you know, I look back you know, like so fondly, you know, really on all those TV chats and like Absolutely. the coffee outside big Louie's and like all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, obviously I know like we haven't been, you know, as close and honestly, man, like that makes me sad, you know, and I still, I still consider you such a close friend, you know, even if we, and I think a testament to that friendship is like whenever we are together, it's like, I feel like we, we can, like we get right back into it, which is great. Obviously this past year has been, you know, uh, again, it's like, no, we wouldn't be wash. meeting, meeting for coffee. But, um, and you know, the last time that we were together for Rich's birthday a year ago, we talked about seeing the new fast and furious movie together. And I hope we still do that when the time comes, um, you know, like from my perspective, certainly there's no, like, it's not, it's not intentional. There's no bad blood, like not, not at all. I think, you know, part of it is just, I mean, it's the same excuse of like, well, we don't have the store. I think that's a little piece of it. I think like just different interests, right? Like you got really into the, you know, the, the, the training, right. The MMA, right. All that. And, and watching MMA and all that stuff. And like, while I admire, like I respect it, it's not something that I've, I've sure. been into. Um, and I think like the, what was the basis like for so many of our conversations, the TV, it's like, that's kind of, that's kind of fallen away. I know. I know. I noticed that when we talk to even over Mickey Spillane's like th there are silences there <laughs> I know. where it's like, you know, like, what do we talk about next? And I, well, I'm it, like, what are you it, watching? And you're like, nothing. I'm like, all right. I know. And then, and then the conversation <laughs> is over. The conversation is done. Yeah. That, that's so, yeah. That's, that's, that's really sad to me. And, and I, you that, know what? That's super sad. Like we, we, we need to, we need to find a another way to reconnect, you know, yes. to obviously like, you know, like men, not like men, like the bonds that we have, because, you know, they're still there, but they could use a facelift. Yeah. They could use a fresh coat of paint, yes. with the, you know, like, but yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, and I, and I guess, you know, I bring this up because, you know, when I look at like the people I've been talking to on the podcast so far, like, I, I guess in terms of because again, like with, with Rich, again, I feel like our friendship has grown with Bill, you know, that I feel has grown too. Cause like, even when the store was around, he was off at school. So it's not like we saw him all the time anyway. So, uh, and I really feel like in recent years, like we, we have become better friends and stuff like that. Um, but so, you know, like when I talk to you, it's like, yeah, like we, you know, I guess you're kind of in that, it's a rare category of people who like, I was really, really tight with. 
and we you know we just don't have as much contact now so uh yeah maybe we need to find something else or pick like one show that, that we'll both watch or an old thing that we'll rewatch we'll do a rewatch podcast or something you know yeah like you know <laughs> like kind of like the equivalent of like a book club where it's like a tv like you know watching club yeah, you know, that, that might have to be down the long. line a little bit. I don't know that I can add yet another show. I think people, I, people might think I'm nuts, but uh. stop it, stop <laughs> it. You, you're, you're, you're ever the opportunist to get That's yourself terrible out there. Thing. Not, 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 not a bad thing. Not a bad Certain thing. Not a bad thing. But you, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't like, you know, not go for an opportunity. <laughs> I would, I mean, opportunist has certain connotations. I would say like entrepreneurial or like okay. enterprising or something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Opportunist has like this, like, you know, deviant connotation to it. Like I, I, I can oh. see that. So, you know, let there me, was, let me, let me retract that. I never told, I don't think I ever told this story. I, I don't think I did, but, uh, where someone basically did call me an opportunist, but didn't use that word. Um, I won't, I won't use names or, or actual locations, but there, there was a comic or uh, there was a comic hobby shop, uh, in the area that has since closed. And, um, at one point, like one of the owners reached out to me and was like, Hey, like, how come you never had us on the podcast? And I was like, well, like, you know, they said like, Oh, you've had a lot of the other Westchester stores. And it's like, yeah, but for specific reasons. And I know the people and I wanted to cover a certain thing that they represented, you know, like having Chris on to talk pops, right? Like that was interesting to me and you know but I was like you know but I'm covering comic shops across the country like I, I gotta kind of mix it up and he was like oh okay and then the store ultimately closed like right around the time I was making my comic shop country and I reached out and I was like you know I'm so sorry that the store is closing I mean would you be interested in being featured in the documentary and he, like, he came back at me with like oh so now you want to feature us like you didn't want anything to do with us before and I was like listen you know, wow. it's okay. Like I, and I, I was like, you know, I'm, I know this is a tough time, like blah, blah, blah. And, and we parted amicably, but, uh, but yeah, it Ouch. was, I, and it got to the point though, where this was now the second time that I felt kind of like he was coming at me. And so I, I, I said as delicately as I could, I was like, you know, basically that the gist of it was like, you, like, I don't owe you you know, to be on the podcast or like, it, you know, it's not like anything is owed here. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know that this is really justified. Um, anyway, so that was, <laughs> that was that. <laughs> I, I hope, I hope that my, my comment wasn't as like, you know, no. direct like that. No, no. <laughs> not at all. Oh, wait, yeah. can I, can I, can I kind of just like bring something up? So, um, yeah. cause like we, we were just talking about a show to, a show to kind of like rebond over. And we yeah. just brought in the pops, right? Mm. Let me just quickly like show you something. Like Did you get, get these pops? All. If I can get these all at on on one frame. So I've been watching Shit's Creek. Oh. I love this show. And I have the family. There's Alexis. There's I think that's David. There's Johnny. And there's Moira. So right these are my only pops. But I love Shit's Creek. That show is so funny. Like Have you I, watched the I, whole I, thing? I, I, I binged um, like the first three seasons. I have a, I have a few more to go. Um, but yeah, like these, this is this is my family. Uh, the shits. Listen, that might be the show for us because um, so Steph loves it. She watched the whole thing. 
Um, I never sat down and watched it, but she would have it on in the background all the time. So I've actually caught a lot of it, like just through osmosis. And it is hilarious. And it's, it's one of those things where like, I keep meaning to sit down and actually watch it. So, um, yeah, no, that would be really fun to watch. Uh, Eugene and, Levy. And chat about. Yeah. It, it, the guy from American Pie it is, is just genius. And, and his son, David on the show, yeah. who's his real son in real life. He's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Like, you know, um, so, so, so to kind of, if you were to ask me again, like, are you watching any shows? I would tell you I'm watching Shit's Creek, um, because it it, right it, it it it's it's hilarious. So much so that I spent like a hundred bucks getting the family. Did you get them through Chris? Or no, elsewhere? I tried to because he had, he only he only had, um, he only had David, and I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna piecemeal the whole thing. So right. I checked on like Amazon stuff like that. They had everybody except for Alexis. Apparently, Alexis is super hard to get, right? So, like, I ordered from, like, Big Bad Toy Store. I, pre- I tried pre-ordering it. It's been months since, like, nothing nothing ever shipped. So, I canceled the order, and I was like, forget it. I'm just going to go through eBay, and I'll buy the whole set, whatever whatever the price is. So, I just gave in and, and just got them all. Very, are those your first? Do you, well, I think I had gotten you, a, like, a couple yes, of pops I over have, the years. I have, but... um, I have Ben McKenzie. From uh, yeah. Gotham. Gotham. Did you ever watch Gotham? No. no. That's good. Yeah. No. I'm good. No. All right. It's funny because everyone always made was you know all about the villains, and they did a nice job with a lot of the villains. But I I was just there for Ben McKenzie busting heads. It was good. I mean, like I I feel that 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 it deviated way too much from the original premise. Like Bruce Wayne was supposed to be like a side character. But he like grew into a teenager in four years, right? Didn't he like well, time like some magic no. happened and, and he, he he got older? In the series finale, they did a ten year flash forward, and it was a different actor in a suit. I mean, that was that was it though. But no, he just grew. I mean, over five years. I mean, I guess it it hit at the right time in his development, where like you know, from the pilot to the penultimate episode before the time jump in the finale. Yeah, yeah, the kid got a lot bigger, um, <laughs> okay. but. It was it was good. I mean, I do think in retrospect, I think they would have been better served by really just doing Gotham Central. And then they could have they could have they could have used flashbacks to young Bruce. They could have done something like that. Yeah, I think that would have worked because, you know, one of the complaints of the show was that all of these villains were rising years before Batman ever comes into play. And aside from deviating from the, the classic story. I think it is problematic because I, I think it's it's really interesting when you can kind of have that question of like, well, did Bruce becoming Batman inspire all of these other costumed villains? Like it makes like it adds an interesting wrinkle to it. But well, in this, this show, it's like, no, no, they were all already there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they made him. Yeah. So but I don't know. That puts a different spin on it, which is interesting in its own way. But yeah, I think they should have they should have just done Gotham Central and then they could have had flashbacks to Bruce as a kid trying to solve his parents murder training, all that stuff. I think that that would have worked well. Um, But anyway, I I mean, I liked it overall. So with Schitt's Creek, you have the DVDs, you said? Yes. So that was my other question for you. Like you're so I guess that answers it. So you're still buying TV on DVD? No. Oh, no. Just 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 that. I just happened to get that. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't bought a box set in 
maybe five or six years. I, I can't even remember the last TV season that I've bought. Um, yeah, I, I, I have, I have no idea. Uh, and even movies too. I, ha- I haven't been buying any, any physical media. Um, if anything, like, like the last Blu-ray that I bought was like the 1990s Turtles movie. Cause I, I didn't have it on Blu-ray and I wanted to watch it and I couldn't. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to get the Blu-ray. So yeah. like buying like the older movies that I had on DVD, I'll get them on Blu-ray. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of it with that i know because i mean like I, that's another thing i was thinking about i mean remember all the tv sets that we yeah. would buy and best buy I mean, oh, oh, oh best buy is, is is a is a hollow shell of yeah. what it once was like there, there's like do you remember how like the cds were there and then like you know the cds like became like one rack where it was like just kind of like the taylor swift releases and like yeah. the adele releases um the uh the movies have become that where it's like they have like the bargain bin and they have the new releases. I was in there like four days ago. And as the first time that I was that I was there, probably two years, actually. So it, 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 was, it was weird going into a Best Buy. No, totally. I mean, you know, that's the funny thing. As much as, you know, we always talk about, you know, like when, like new comic book day, when, like when the big, the Wednesday routine. But for me, and I think for you too, like we had the Tuesday routine, like when the new DVDs came out. And I mean, I remember in college in particular, you know, and especially having a college schedule, it's like, you know, it was easy to pop on over at some yeah. point during the day. Mm-hmm. And I remember having my list, like I kept a list on my computer of and using the, the website TV shows on DVD.com and their release schedule. Which is defunct. And now. I would have my, oh, is it? Ah, yeah. yeah, that makes me sad. They're, 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 but I guess I'm not totally defunct. surprised. But like, yeah, I would have my, I mean, and basically, and I think you were pretty similar. It's like any show that I watched during the season that I liked I would buy it on DVD and then rewatch it and watch all the special features and, and everything. And so, yeah, I mean, I would buy stuff all the time. And, and then I just got to a point where, because I have, I have gotten into all these streaming platforms and I'm watching so much stuff and uh, it's just so much to keep up with that. I don't have the, and with everything else going on, I, was like, I don't have time. I really don't have time to rewatch anything anymore. Um, and the space honestly became the other factor, especially with moving, right? Cause I lived in my parents' house. We moved there when I was eight and I stayed there until I was 26. And then I moved to my apartment and then I moved in with Steph and then we moved again to our new place here. And over those, these three moves in the, over the past decade, it's like every time I'm like, I can't keep moving this stuff, whether it's statues or trade paperbacks or DVDs. It's like, I'm not like, I, I don't want to keep doing this just so that I, they can sit there um, so th- I, that's why I've unloaded like so much stuff. And I know there are arguments for, for physical media. Um, but I, you know, I'm okay. Like there's so much to watch. If there's something that one day isn't available, I, I, I'll watch something else, I guess. Yeah. Um, like for, for me, I, I'm the opposite. I, 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 I do like the physical media. Like I like reading the book in hand. I can't read anything on, on an iPad. Like there's, 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 a, there's a, again, a psychological and a, and a neurological aspect of it too, where if you're reading something with something in your hand, you actually pick it up better than when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're looking at it on the screen, um, there's science to back that up again, AP psychology, learning new shit. So, you know, science winning. Oh, are you actually teaching that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. 
Yeah, so uh, the worst thing that you can give me is give me more information <laughs> and more knowledge. No, I mean, I mean, I, and I definitely get, and certainly look for collectors and for like, I get wanting to, to own it, to have it. And I, I get what you're saying like that, that like, um, the physical experience of holding it and flipping through the pages, it is different. Um, as far as the collectability, I guess I got to a point where like take hush, for example, I do still own the trade paperback, but at this point now I derive more satisfaction and meaning from the fact that like. I have an hour and a half or however long we recorded for of a great discussion about this book. I said everything I needed to say about it and that episode will go out there and it'll live forever. forever. That for me now is more important than like, oh, I have Hush on my shelf. It's like if I end up selling it and then down the line I want to read it again and I, I pull it up on my iPad, that's fine. But like, so it's just kind of shifted for me, but I've definitely, I've definitely been in the other camp where it's like, I got to have it. And with the TV shows, especially, um, and you know, with the TV shows, it, it is interesting. Cause like, uh, you know, over this past year, especially at the height of the, the black lives matter protests and everything where episodes of shows with blackface got pulled. And among those were episodes of shows that I love like 30 rock and, and scrubs and always sunny. And I now no longer own those on DVD. And so all of a sudden I'm like, oh, so like when I want to rewatch that show, I'm going to have it. gaps. Sure you can't watch anymore. You know, so again, I know there are arguments for, uh, for the physical media, but uh, yeah, I don't know for myself, like I'm okay with, with streaming and, and with digital for the most part, like you better believe I still have my Smallville DVD set and that I'll always keep, you know, the stuff that's like that important to me, but uh, for yeah, the rest, no, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. And, and from the other perspective, I'll speak to the other perspective where it's like, you know, if you're more of like, you know, like someone who cares about like the art of something, like the box art is important to me. Like, you know, that's the first thing that I see. Um, when you see advertisements, like, you know, on the street, it's the first thing that you see. So like the idea of like the cover artist, which is now a big thing in comics these days, like because no big time artist does interiors anymore. Um, mm. You get paid more for doing covers and jerking off doing something else. Um, so like having the art, like that, that aesthetic ha thing of, of sensation of, of, um, of having that stimulus with you, you know, it, 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 it resonates with some people. And for me, like having that, like, you know, that, that thing that I can see where it's like, oh, here's like the box art for this video game, you know, it's iconic, you know, it, it, it showcasing the characters. So for me to have that on my shelf is important to me. And Again, if that game gets like destroyed, let's say, and and they don't and they don't produce it anymore, well, I'm glad that I have it. So to speak from yeah. that perspective, that's that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, no, believe I mean, like I definitely get you know I definitely get the arguments, and I I might jump back over to the other side at some point, but I don't know. I, I yeah, honestly like I, for me now, I think it's the space is really kind of the deciding factor or definitely like one of the most deciding factors where it's like, you know, and especially now that we're in our new place, it's like, I know the amount of space that I'm working with for the, you know, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see myself like diving back in with, with the physical media. And I, I guess where I really finally just took the plunge and where I sold a lot of my stuff, it just, it got to the point with, with Netflix and now all these other platforms, it just was like, well, this is clearly the direction like we're, you know, we're, and I held out for a while, but then it was just like, this is like the direction we're going in. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm trying to think the last, 
what was the last like DVD that I that I bought? I mean, maybe when AR was still yeah. around. No, uh, probably after that. No, like we're, like within the past couple of years, they did the Death of Superman animated. Uh, they did a new Death of Superman animated movie, and I I did buy that. But then, because it, it was like it was, I could either buy it digitally or buy it by the physical medium. I was like, well, at least I want to at least uh, have it. But again, I think I've shifted even from that perspective now, where I think when the sequel came out, I just bought it digitally. So uh, I don't know. Maybe Snyder Cut I would buy on Blu-ray. If they're good uh, special features. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and again, like you know, it's definitely about like you know, space is definitely an issue, and you have to be very very selective on what you on what you buy. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the smart thing to do. You know, you, you, you can't just buy everything and, you know, buying everything doesn't really help you out. You know, you just have too much stuff and it gets cluttered and it goes into storage and you don't really enjoy it. So, you know, being practical with your purchases is, 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 is the smart thing to do. So, you know, um, you know, I, I definitely agree with you about like the space issue and to be more selective in your purchases. You know, yeah. and like with like even like with like the statues. Do you remember all that old that old fiasco? We were buying every yeah. Buffy statue that came out. I know. Like that was that was crazy. I mean, I still have mine because like they're they're really nice, and they're like you know thousands of dollars on eBay. So to rebuy them, forget it. Yeah, are they really going for that much? I should have kept mine then. Uh, but uh, yeah, them? no, I remember those. Was Sell that? them again? Ever the opportunist, huh? I guess I am. I <laughs> know uh, it's funny because I think that just came up in my Facebook memories was uh, either you writing on my wall or vice versa about uh, like the Buffy maquettes, like finally yeah. getting a, a release date awesome, or something. Right? Like, yeah, they were great pieces they until nice. they started. Like, like they, were, they were nice. Even, even, even Skull bought them. Yeah, no, they were they were great until what was it? The spike one was like dwarfed the other ones in size faith. or something. Like faith all of, was oh, so was it faith? small. Faith was tiny compared to Buffy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I it, it, it was problem. But you bought Glory, and you bought yeah. like you know I, I didn't buy Glory. I I bought all the Buffies, and I bought Faith. You you, you bought all the dudes though. I did. I but yeah. I mean, and if they had done even more, I would I would have bought them because that was. I guess around the time, like I had watched Buffy and Angel, like during college, and I got so into it. And then all these, these, so it was a line of statues based on an animated series that never happened, that they did like a little pilot for or something. But uh, so it was great. Like the designs were really cool. They were nice pieces. Do you still get any statues now? Um, do you see Huntress behind me? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So she's thirty-five inches tall. She came in wow. two boxes. <laughs> they the boxes are taller than my desk. Um, it cost me two hundred dollars to ship it. Yeah. Oh my it's, god. It, 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 it's massive. She's um, yeah. She's she's quite the nice piece. So um, I, I actually have been buying statues again. Um, you know, I guess irresponsibly. Um, like if it looks nice, I, I'm I, I'm just I'm just buying it. Um. Is that I bought, new? I, sorry? Is that new, the Huntress? Um, like, she like, came out last recent? year. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I got it from Big Bad Toy Store. Um, it was like $1,500. Yeah, so the statues are like four grand now these days. Yeah. Some of these nicer pieces. And you can imagine, these things are like the size of like a small town. Um, yeah, like two giant boxes. Like, you know, almost as tall as me. Um, weighing about 40 pounds each. 
of pure, like, you know, ceramic that could murder somebody if I were to drop it on your head. Um, but yeah, you know, for all the viewers out yeah. there, you know, Helena in her, in her hush costume. Yes. That's, that's uh, a, that's, that's a gorgeous piece. That's really something. I mean, you know, I learned a lot about the state of statues, uh, through my buddy, Justin, who's in my comic shop country where we show his collection. Cause he's got all those like gigantic sideshow pieces and yeah. everything. And, you know, I, you know, we talked about how TV changed, like statues changed so much. It's like. You know, when I think of statues, I think of those, you know, the Bowens? $50 Bowen mini busts. Yeah, those <laughs> are, th th those are like kids drawings compared to the stuff now. Like some of the stuff right now is like almost lifelike, you know, like I have a, I have a Thundercats Chitara piece. It looks like a person. Scary. No, it looks like a person. I get, I get what you're saying. Cause going back to, to Justin, he just posted on Facebook. Um, like a Harley, a Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn statue. I, I don't know, that's coming Bob out toys? soon. I, I mean, it might have, I'm not sure. Um, but I looked and I thought like I had to do a double take. Like I was scrolling through on, and I was like, oh, is that a photo of her? And like, I clicked, no, it's a statue. Like, I know it's crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy, but I'm glad you still enjoy it. But do you have, a, do you have a showcase for these? Cause that's just out loose, right? Yeah. Um, what I do is like, I put a plastic bag over it, um, to keep the dust out. Um, and like when I'm working in my space, um, I'll, I'll pull the plastic bag off. So like, I kind of like, you know, have like some sort of like other visual stimulus. Then before I go to bed, like I'll just throw the bag on top of it and it keeps it like, you know, nice and like, you know, dust free, um, in my bedroom, like they're out in the open too. Since I'm never in my bedroom, only, only when I sleep, um, they're covered in plastic bags. Like the, like, mm -hmm. like the, like the clear, like, you know, um, like produce bags, Right. So they're they're out there. I can I can see them, but they're better from from the dust. So um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to get like some detolf shelves to display, like some of my nicer pieces. I've I've cleaned up my 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 living room a lot more these days. Um, because like school has invaded my personal life, so now I need to like you know have like a workspace as well as like my living space. So, you know, I have to have like, you know, some other stuff here to, you know, um, basically fill the space and not putting, I'm not putting more work shit there. Gotcha. So that's well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're, you're still enjoying the statues. you know, I mean, again, like I, I ended up selling most of them. Like I kept the stuff that I liked the most and they're behind me and then mm -hmm. I'm, I'm content. Uh, but yeah, you should get some showcases and you can have, you know, O'Day can help you uh, set them up since he just built his whole, uh, his whole Ikea entertainment system. I saw the before and after photos. That was quite the, quite the project. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but his schedule is, uh, is a little, uh, is a little tight these days, you know? That's true. I don't think he knew that he was working three to midnight, uh, that kind of shift. And when you have that kind of shift, you don't have a life. You can't go anywhere because you got to be there at three. And doing stuff after midnight, yeah, good luck with that. Unless if you're on like you know PCP. Uh, well, listen, man, this has been a lot of fun. What, is there anything else that we didn't get to that you, that you wanted to talk about? Uh I don't know. Um, I, I know we've, we've been going for about an hour and a half, but um, do we ever like talk about why we're doing it this month? I don't think we ever talk. We we can we can just jump right in. Yeah, so that's a really good so, point. So what's the theme? Why, why am I here? 
<laughs> you know what? I will say this in the intro that you didn't hear that I pre-recorded. I did mention that you're a fellow April birthday, but yes, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> we just, we, yeah, we just for, literally ran to the TV without any intro. And I, yeah. was, I, I was, I was like, I'm just going to go with it. So, you know, we just along like for the ride. Do it in reverse. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, the April fool's episode. So we're not, we're not fools, hopefully, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, we're both April birthdays. So I'm the eighth, you're the 15th and uh, right. 15th, 19th, yeah. 19th. Damn it. Sorry. I, you know, I said it and then I was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> 19th. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, and, and, you know, it's been fun like over the years and you know, we're five years apart. And so like, we've often had sort of similar milestones, like, you know, at the same time. Um, but you got a big one coming up next year. Yeah. It's scary, man. It's scary. Like, you know, being, being 39, like, I, I, I didn't think I was going to make it this far, <laughs> to be honest what? with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, you know, like, do you know how the, you know, you, you have that, there's, there's this, you know, it's, it's not really a saying, but it's kind of like a, a mindset where younger kids can't wait to be 21 and to like, you know, do all kinds of debauchery. Yep. But when you're older, you're always reflecting upon like, you know, when you were younger, like, I don't want to get to that point where it's like, like the Al Bundy syndrome, where it's like, I'm, I'm at a certain age and all I can talk to people about is like when I was younger. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about like something I'm doing right now. So like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, that I'm going to, that I'm going to get there. And, and have to like kind of do that. But I don't want to be 21 either. Cause that's a horrible age, you know? Like, you know, having my mindset right now, having 38 years of experience, like I, I don't want to lose that. Um, but I do want like my metabolism and like, you know, like my physique back, um, you know? So I, 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 I'd have that, but uh, you know, yeah. So, uh, you know, 40, 40 is coming up. I mean, look, no, I, I think, you know, the, the concern you raise, like, no, I mean, like that makes sense. And, you know, same here. It's like, I, you know, I would, I, I don't look forward to the point where it's like, oh, all you can really do is look back. But I think, yeah, as long as you, and also 40 is not old. I mean, I know maybe it, I guess it's all relative. And if you talk to someone who's 20 and they're like, oh my God, 40, yeah. like really that, it, you know, it, it's not. And I think though, as long as you're, and, and I think like, you know, as much as I joke about like, you know, the TV shows like you were so into and then like you just dropped, but it's like, you know, you've, you've, whether it was another show that you got, you got more into or now other, other interests entirely like the MMA. Um, and, and, and obviously now you're further along in, in your teaching career and you're teaching new subjects. So it's like, I don't know. I think as long as you're, you know, whether it's kind of continuing an existing interest or developing a new one, like learning new things, trying different things, you know, the fact that you're, you're training now, I mean, like, that's, that's really cool. So I guess I, from, I don't know, from what I can tell, I don't think you're in danger, you know, of, 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 you know, what you're afraid of. So, you know, I, I think you're, I think you'll be all right. I think so too. Um, you know, it, it's just a little, when you're, when you're surrounded by like young people and like they have like their life ahead of them, I, I'm not, I'm not jealous of that. Like, I don't want to be in their position. Like I would, I would, no amount of money would want, would allow me to switch places with them. But it's like, you know, you do kind of remember, like, you know, we didn't have that responsibility, you know, and like, I didn't have like, 
the world bearing down on me. Like, like when you're younger, like you have, you basically have no responsibility. You don't have to have a job um, until you're like, you know, out of, out of the house. Um, So like, you know, in a way, you know, it it is, it is a little bit of envy there, but um, you know, like you said, it's all relative. Yeah. I mean, it's funny too. I mean, obviously you're working with kids much younger than, than I am, but like in, in my position in law school admissions, I mean, we do have some of our non-linear students who are in their 30s or 40s or 60s in some cases, but the majority of our students are in like early to mid 20s. So it's like, yeah, now I'm 10 plus years older than, you know, than, than most of them. And it's rare that I really feel it. Occasionally I do. Like I, like we had a student worker and I referenced Charles in charge one day and then I stopped and I said, you don't know Charles in charge, do you? (laughs) She was like, no. Yep, yep, yep. So that, that was one instance. I was like, oh man, like, you know, that, that made me feel it a little bit, but, uh, but no, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think just, well, you know, the the classic, uh, you know, Stallonism, like you got to keep punching, you got to keep moving forward. And I, and you know, you know, there's so much to experience. I mean, honestly, over this past year and a half, I mean, becoming a dad, like comes completely, you know, such a totally different experience and exhausting and and demanding but like rewarding in a way that you really can't describe so you know i think that's the beauty of all of it um when i talked to brian i was surprised i didn't know this was an aspiration of his like he talked about wanting to start a a brazilian jiu-jitsu studio like i was curious for you like as again milestone birthday aside um like are, are there any things like that for you like any aspirations either professional personal anything else that that you're like, yeah, I really want to, I really want to tackle this like in the years ahead. Obviously, like I want to grow in my teaching profession. Um, like I, I have a lot of classes on, on my resume and I like being the guy that is taught it all. Um, like as a bonus question on a test, I ask my students name a class other than the class that we're in that I've taught before. Cause on the first day, like I, I tell them everything about myself. And I'm very, very open with what I do um, and, and how I feel. So, like, my conversation with you is a modified version of my teaching style. Obviously, there's no, like, you know, bad words. And, like, I'm not, like, as direct, like, in this conversation. But, right. you know, that, 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 that's how I am. And, and I tell kids that. You know, like, being, being genuine is really, really important. So, like... I like sharing that I've been around the block. I know what I'm talking about. So when I say something to you, it's coming from a place of experience. And you should really take what I have to say into consideration when you're doing things or take my advice on this. And obviously, as you're, when you're a kid, you know, when someone, when someone gives you advice, it goes in one ear and out the other. But at least, like, I can say to myself, I tried to help these kids in some, some shape way or form. And that makes me feel better. Um, so my, so my career, like, you know, just like solidifying that, like I've taught ninth grade for 20 years, I've taught 10th grade for 30 years. I've taught psychology for 10 years. Like just having like all of that under my belt, it's like, you know, how many championships have you won? So every year is kind of like, you know, um, like a title run or a title reign almost. And I, and, and I'm very, very proud of that in terms of like, you know, my training, you know, I, I'm almost 40. So like, you know, I'm not going to be competing professionally. It's not a career for me. So as long as I can 
you know, reach the highest belt that I can get. If I can make it to, to, to purple belt, which is the next one from blue, I'd be happy. And I could say, listen, like I train jujitsu currently I'm, I'm a blue belt. It's an accomplishment. And I'm proud of that. So like, you know, I, I, I'm not like where, where Brian's at. Cause he's definitely more serious about it than I am. But like, I, I do take it very, very like seriously. And I'm very, very proud of what I've done. So being able to say that to, to people, um, you know, is intrinsically satisfying for me. Cool. Right on, man. No, and I'm glad, um, you know, especially with the, tr- with the training side of it, like, I'm glad you got into it. Like, that's an awesome thing. You know, we, 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 and I'm including you, like would always joke about your, you know, that you would be the red lantern if, if you were in the, uh, in, in the core. I mean, do you feel like whether it's a combination of age and or the training, like, do you feel like that's subsided a little bit? Or do you feel like that red ring is still like lighting up all the time? Well, it depends. Like, you know, like there, there are some topics that, 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 that trigger me, you know, and and that's, that's with everybody. I think everybody has that red lantern tucked away. You know, mine, mine is, mine is in my pocket. Yours might be like, you know, in your drawer, <laughs> in, I guess, like in, in your junk drawer, it, it's not visible. You can't access it really quickly, but it's there. Um, so I think we we have ours in different places. Um, but like, obviously, like when I'm teaching, like I, I can't be like you know like enraged all the time, right? <laughs> so like that, that's not good either. You know, it, right. it doesn't come off as 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 appealing. So so, so you can't be like you know. I want to fuck you up right now because you looked at me funny or you didn't do your homework. You're a fucking ass. I want to kick you in the face. You, you can't, you can't do that. Um, and when you're in the gym, like I'm getting my ass beat all the time. So that, so you can't, you can't be that aggressive because someone is just going to destroy you as public. So you really got to keep that hidden away, you know? And, and again, it, it's better to learn than to get pissed off about it. Because getting pissed off is not going to help you out at all, especially if you're like, you know, trying to learn a new craft and everybody in the gym, you know, can, 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 can beat you at any moment. So, you know, having, having the red ring is, uh, it's, it's good to have, but you, you really can't like, you know, be like, you know, flaunting it like it's like bling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think probably maintaining that you know that 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 red ring all the time would, would take its toll so uh yeah so no i'm, I'm, I'm glad and but yeah i'm sure the training though. it keeps you sharp yeah. like you know it it, it 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 makes you observe what everyone is saying and doing as opposed to being like having blinders on so if you're yeah. like hypersensitive to what folks are saying and like and, and getting their intentions it, it makes them be more truthful to you it's like well what'd you mean by that I took it this way. Did you, did you just insult me here? You, you need to explain this. So, yes. you know, again, like it, it, it's relative in, in that way, but you know, it, it, it's never going to go away. Um, it, it, right. it's, it, it's, it's in the, it's in my pocket. Sometimes I think it's just the, sometimes I think it's just your delivery. Like, cause you are like, you are emphatic, you know, and sometimes not so much like in this conversation, but sometimes like, is he mad? Like, is he mad at me? But it's like, no, I think like he's just, like, I think he's just like express, like he's just expressing his opinion, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like, you know, if you feel passionate about something, like my, my voice tone will change. Um, I tell my students, like, 
if this is a topic that, that I'm passionate about, you're going to hear my, you're going to hear my tone of voice change. Like, it's not going to be like, you know, monotonous and like, you know, dull sounding. You're going to like hear my voice squeak because like, you know, like I, I, I'm trying to get a point out. So, you know, yeah, it, it, it's, it can be misleading in a way. Do you still carry a gunny sack metaphorically? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Is it is it as heavy as it used to be or or do you find like you're you're do you ever empty it, I guess? Maybe is the better question. Um I'm still all about, you know, forgiving but not forgetting. And just for a quick recap, you know, this, we've mentioned this numerous times over the years, but the gunny sack, right, is this idea that like any transgression uh, that you that you experience, you can file it away in this gunny sack that you, that you carry with you. But most people have one gunny sack for all their experiences. I have one for every single person that I've met. Like yes, yeah. Mike Sinergorio, you know, he his is pretty full. You know, Rich Roney, he has some stuff in there as well. Drew has some stuff in there. Brian has some stuff in there. You have some stuff in there. I'm sure. You know, like that, that's just, my, you know, my family has stuff in there. Listen, if, if Rich Roney has his own gunny sack in the Tom Darby collection, then I, I, who, who possibly wouldn't? Nobody. I guess is Nobody. my question. Yeah. Nobody. You know, so. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I ask about emptying it out and, and, you know, maybe forgiving, but not forgetting. Maybe that's, maybe that's okay. Cause it's like, yeah, you don't want this stuff to, you know you know, to, to weigh you down. But, but I get what you're saying. Like there are, sometimes it's hard to just kind of, like you don't need to be for myself to like, you don't need to be actively angry towards a person, but at the same time, like you, you don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause, like, Cause again, like, you know, if, 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 if it bothered you to a, to a degree where it had to go in the gunny sack, you know, like that, that, that's hard to forget. Right. You know, so yeah. it, it's, it's, it, 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 maybe it's having a good memory. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, so you were on this episode because, uh, we are both April birthdays, the 19th for you, uh, the eighth for me and, and yeah, five years apart. So we've hit, you know, again, milestones, you know, it's at similar times and, you know, 35 for next year is not like the biggest milestone, but yeah, next year will be 35 for me and then the, and the four Oh for you. Uh, so by next year, I think hopefully we'll be able to have a nice. Uh, we can we can bring back the badass birthday bash. Are, are, are you gonna come outside? By next year, I, I sure hope so. <laughs> I, don't know, God. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not really convinced too much. As long as Fauci says it's all right, I think it'll be all right. I think by I think well, I hopefully well before the then that uh, well hopefully well before then uh, we'll you know, we'll, we'll be able to get together. Um, but certainly by the time we do that and, and we've had some fun back, like it's been fun to, to kind of do the combo birthday, the, you know, the years that we've, we've done that. We'll have to think of something fun, you know, for next year. Um, Definitely. I'm sure, Definitely. We'll, I'm sure we'll end up at Mickey Spillane's, but, uh, you know what, after a year of, of quarantine, that might be, that might be great. Hey, <laughs> no. you know, like if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, you like Mickey's. I do like Mickey's. I, I, I've, actually, like Mickey's. I've actually like patroned them during the pandemic. That's good. Like, no, like, that's during, good. like you know, like when I was teaching at home full time last spring, every day I would call Mickey's and like, hey, it's Tom. You know, I want this. So like, you know, so one of the one of the one of the managers, um, I forgot his name, but like I would talk to him like every single day about like about stuff. And, uh, like he knew my order, like, you know, Hey, like, do you want this or this today? 
So it was, uh, it, 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 I felt good to, to patron them during these tough times, you know? Yeah, no, right on. Same here. I mean, again, like we're not, we haven't dined in anywhere, but it's like we've gotten takeout from a lot of places and, uh, and, and yeah, we're happy, happy to do that. Um, oh, you know what I wanted to ask you? Do you still do your Starbucks? Like you get Starbucks multiple times a day? Oh yeah. Really? That's, that's never, that's never ever going to change. Like that's it, never, it, how many times a day? And midday. Okay. Typically right, what's the in drink the morning of choice? and then after school, cause you know, I, I need it. Or, or if yeah. I don't go to the, go to the, go to the restaurant, um, I'll brew it at home. Right on. So I have Starbucks what, at home. When you go to Starbucks, what, what do you get? Do you get the same thing both times? Do you mix it up? What do you, what do you normally get? So, so actually the baristas, like they, they give me free coffee now these days. That's so nice. I just walk in, I get free coffee randomly. Um, because you know, the, I, I'm, I'm a frequent patron um, on Central Avenue and the one where I live. So, like, when they see me come in, like, you know, they they they, they know what they know what I want. And the question is, hot coffee or cold or, or iced coffee today? And I just and I I, say, I I tell them I don't care. Just pour something. Like whatever you have ready for me, I'll take it. And like yeah. you know, like the girls were like you know making bets. Uh, what I was going to get. And I, I, I caught him talking about it and I called him out on it. And I was like, listen, like who won the bet about, about, about what I was going to get. And she was like, Oh, you heard that? I was like, yeah, I, I did. Um, so it's in it for me. Obviously I wasn't like, you know, like that nasty about it as I was just now, but I, I was more like flirtatious with that. Um, but yeah, like, you know, they'll, they'll make bets with, 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 with each other uh, for, for their regulars. Yeah. But I get free coffee, so I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm good. That's very nice. I will say that's been cuz like we we try to do we try to go out daily. Like when the weather's nice and we can just go to a park or walk around our neighborhood, like we'll do that, but uh, you know, over these winter months when it's been so cold, it's like, well, where, like, where can we go? And it's like every day, it's like, where are we going to go? Uh, Starbucks has been our, our go-to, like we'll order ahead and then we'll, you know, we'll run in and get it. And we have one that's like 10 minutes from where we are now, which is great. Sometimes when we're like, we wouldn't mind killing a little bit more time, like we'll drive to White Plains or, or Hartsdale and go to one of those. Um, but yeah, so that's, so we've, we've been regulars as well. And that never more than once a day, but we've been averaging. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, probably three or four times a week. I feel like during, uh, especially recently, just cause it's been a, a place to go. Yeah, no, it's, it's important to, to change your scenery. Rich and I will always talk about like, you know, just, just, just changing, changing up the scene. Um, I actually went to a hotel over the summer to just to have a different change, just to do some work. Cause I couldn't stand oh, yeah. being here anymore. Seeing the Probably same got a good rate. every fucking day, the same, same surroundings. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So I, I went to the crown plaza and I was there for three days and, and there were, yeah. there were nights where I, I stared at a wall. It was different. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would work during the day and I would, I would watch the same shit on, on their TV than I would here, but it was better because I was in a different place. And that's really important, you know? Yeah. I mean, there is something to be said for that. I mean, it's funny because like, not that funny, but I mean, for myself, it's like, I, I could probably go a good few days just home without really thinking about it too much. But when I do go outside or, or go somewhere else, like I do appreciate, it's like, oh, like I feel, I feel kind of like reinvigorated. 
Um, but honestly, like just having Milo, like that's motivated us. Cause it's like, again, for us and for me in particular, like I said, I'd, I'd be okay, you know, for a day or two not going out, but it's like, we want him to at least be in the car and to see some different things and, and obviously to get air and light and everything. So that's, that's been a big motivator for us, but, but no, I get what you're saying. And I'm glad that you were able to, you know, kind of get that little, that little recharge there. Uh, you know, so we've gone for two hours. If anyone wants to hear more, uh, from the two of us, <laughs> tune in tomorrow to my comic shop book club. It was really a fun discussion of, of hush. I was, I was really happy with that. And, uh, I hope people enjoy, I mean, that's, you know, some of the stuff I'm picking might be a little, a little more specific. Like people might not have necessarily read it, but like everybody's read hush. So it should be fun for people to listen to. Yes. You have a book that, uh, you, you suggested for a future selection and, uh, maybe we'll do that down the line. So, all right, Tomo. Well, listen, happy birthday early. Thank you. You as well. I will, 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 will communicate, you know, the day of. Oh, yes, of course. course. Yeah. But no, listen, this was fun catching up and, uh, and yeah, I hope that we, we continue to stay in touch and, and find some new stuff to talk about and, uh, and, and yeah, recapture some of that. You know, I'm some, some of all that again. good, that good stuff. Yeah, I'm imagine. the magic <laughs> we, we have to go to counseling. You have to go to counseling and, 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 and rejuvenate the relationship. I mean, thankfully, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like, like, I don't think they're, um, again, I don't think counseling is needed. I think just, uh, you I'm know, being, something. I, I'm, I'm being, I'm being very, very overdramatic with that. <laughs> Although, especially now we just would do virtual counseling, you know, we would be just like this. We'd have a third person there and, you know, doesn't who just, it is though. Well, probably Mike would be my go-to pick. Because I would just annihilate him for hours. <laughs> hours. Hours. Uh, hours. Yeah. Now, that, that, that could be great for, for ratings. If you want to hear someone annihilate another human being, you know, that would be great fodder. Yeah. But, well, listen, thank you, Tom. Thank you to, uh, to everyone who, uh, who checked out this episode. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next month with Mother's Day. In the meantime, be sure to check out Digging for Kryptonite. Check out My Comic Shop Book Club. And remember, don't be a flat squirrel. My Comic Shop History is a flat squirrel production. Art by Filtastic Phil Menza. Music by Basic Printer. If you like what you heard, be sure to listen to Digging for Kryptonite, available on most major podcast platforms. Sign up for exclusive content at patreon.com slash anthonydesiato and watch My Comic Shop Country out now on Apple TV and Amazon.